welcome to our Jackson home. I am joined today by Frank Hay. Frank is the relatively new general manager and director of sales for the Jackson Sun. Uh, Frank, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. So I said relatively new. How long have you been in Jackson? Going now? on month number six right now. So, uh, so we'll get to more about the Jackson Sun in a minute. But where are you from? Tell us how you got here. Gosh, everywhere. I, I grew up in a NASA family. So until I was in the seventh grade, I went to a different school every year. So moving became a way of life for me. I claim Atlanta, Georgia as home because that's the longest place I lived for many, many years. Um, moved here from, I, I actually still have some property in Florida, but moved here from working in Southern California in Orange County and managing sales offices around Texas and Wisconsin and Illinois. So kind of been everywhere all over the U.S. with the exception of maybe the Dakotas, but lived and worked in every major city in the country. So uh, you said sales and things of that nature. What, mm-hmm. what was it, what have, you, what have you done professionally? I began years ago, and this will date myself saying this, is, is, is I grew up after I realized that my teaching degree was not speaking to me. Uh, I went into sales mm-hmm. uh, in banking and advertising, and then was recruited by a large Yellow Page firm out of Atlanta, Bell South. So I sort of cut my teeth in the Yellow Pages business, which is a very difficult and challenging business. From there, ended up at Cox Media Group out of Atlanta. They have Mm -hmm. a lot of broadcast, a lot of print, a lot of radio, TV. I was in the print direct mail business uh, based in Florida, and I handled 32 major U.S. cities across the South, actually across the country. Uh, After that, basically took an early retirement, went to work for the Money Mailer people in Orange County, California, managing some sales office there, and then Gannett had been after me for a few years and made me an offer I couldn't refuse to come to Jackson. Yeah, and come come back, back to Jackson, to Jackson yeah, right, is what I read online. <clears throat> that's true. Um, first job out of college, and I think, well, the, the mall is still here. The store has been long gone. I did manage Camelot Records at Old Hickory Mall. Okay. Many, well, back when they were selling cassettes. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so where did you go to college? Jacksonville State University, the same school as a, as a minor tidbit where Mayor Jerry Gist graduated. Really? Okay. Did yeah. you all happen to know each other? No, I, I'm a few years different there. Okay. Uh, but the reason I ended up there was because I went on a music scholarship, and that that's a powerhouse music program in the Southeast. Okay. So if you're going to be a music teacher, you, you went to Jacksonville State. So let's talk about music a little bit. Yeah. What, uh, what Tell us about your music. I know you have a... You uh, yeah, have a, I have a passion for it. I mean, I, I got started at a very, very young age when we were living in Arizona at the time. So I started playing and I really enjoyed it and it kept growing and growing and I was involved in some youth symphonies and symphony orchestras across the country. Then in college, um, excuse me, high school was approached to take a music scholarship and, a, and, a, and an academic scholarship too. So that basically music paid for my entire college degree. Well, that's not too shabby. And, and still keep up with, I mean, if I have time and I volunteer with a lot of youth groups and, and across the country and help them out, because I'm a firm believer that it, it builds a skill set that other disciplines in, in education don't. Yeah. I mean, your math skills are better, your reading skills. I mean, just overall, it Apparently teaches your sales you skills. Sales skills, too. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that, too. But, but I think it teaches you a lot about discipline, especially in larger organizations. You have to learn how to work with people, and it just... It's, I think it should be required for everyone to be involved in. It's, I have, it's very close to me. So did you play an instrument yourself? I was a brass major. Um, my French horn took me to college. Okay, that's awesome. And <laughs> yeah. so um, where are some of the groups that you volunteered with? Mostly like youth orchestras, you said? Youth orchestras. I, I, I grew up and I just still have a passion for it. And if I can take time off, I still work with drum and bugle corps across the country. 
That's awesome. Um, I mean, you learn a lot when you're 18 to 21 years old, traveling across the country and run down old buses just because you have this need to want to perform every night. And, yeah. And you learn about discipline, you learn about interaction, and and you learn about what's important in life. So that that's like if, if I can help anybody get involved in an activity, it's it's a good thing. Yeah. So do you still do you still bust out the horn and play a little bit every day? Not the, the time doesn't mean you, you don't keep up with it. It goes away quickly. Mm-hmm. I can, but no one would want to listen to it now. <laughs> Be kind of ugly. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, other other thing you do in your spare time, you said you were, we were talking about you were repair house. Yeah, and, and I kind of stumbled into that. And I mentioned to you earlier, my granddad was a carpenter, and my father always said you need to learn these skills; they'll be valuable in life. Of course, you know when you're that age, you think no, I, yeah, I don't whatever. Learn, I'm going to learn those at all. Um, <laughs> as I started buying real estate and property, I found out number one, it could be very beneficial and money saving to learn how to do your own things. Then I got into it and realized I enjoy it. I mean, I, I, I would love nothing more on a Saturday afternoon to get the saw out and build a deck. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's just there's something very rewarding about lumber, nails, saw yourself, and it's, I enjoy it. That's awesome. Yeah, I've done, let's see, as of now, nine different renovations in different, different cities. Wow. Yeah, just saw one, actually will be closing one, May 27th down in Florida. Seven-year renovation project. Seven years. Now, is that because you did it mostly yourself or it was just a big house? It was a big house that had been broken down into basically three crack apartments that I took back to single family. Wow. And yeah, I did most of it myself. It was just seven years worth of bad I had to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It might be a beautiful home and it will be sold to its next, to an investment hedge fund manager out of New York City. will be closing on May the 27th. Well, the words hedge fund mean money so you must have really done a work on that house going from crack apartments it to, was uh, <laughs> i mean the building inspector in that first day came and said you realize everything is wrong with this home I'm like oh yeah and then that plus some i found out the project anytime you don't house was built in 1919 yeah so anytime you took a wall out you never knew quite what to expect I mean, little <laughs> things like previous owner thought putting electrical cords together with band-aids was okay just stick them in the wall just you know little yeah, things that's not little details hazard. yeah that's nothing not like that hazard. yeah so i enjoy it that's good therapy one thing I'd love to go back to is you, you use the word NASA family. Yeah. What what was your father's connection with oh, NASA? Oh, gee. Well, my dad and my, my mom are both from Kentucky, and they both grew up in coal mining families. Mm-hmm. So my parents were determined that their children were not going to grow up in coal mines. So at a, when I was two years old, I was actually born in West Virginia. My dad moved to Detroit to go to Wayne State University and was in the Army. And Army career led to one thing, led to another. He ended up on this little program back in the day. Who wants to be a NASA volunteer? So, you know, didn't know what it was, so he did it. Uh, he retired after 37 years at NASA, and that was their life. You know, you knew every August, pack up and go to another base. Yeah. Uh, except you get jaded as a NASA family because I know as kids, we'd all like have to go see the, the launches at Cape Canaveral. Like, yeah. Do we have to go see one of those again? Those are so boring. <laughs> you know, so his big thing, he was instrumental in the Skylab project, seeing all that, uh, even down to the detail of uh, this. People may remember, I, I, I've met Miss Baker, the first space monkey, many times. I feel like I saw Miss Baker grow up. <laughs> but yeah, NASA was this, in this whole, especially if you know Huntsville at all from here, there's a whole community that's brought in by Dr. Werner von Braun, so there's like a huge German community there, hmm. and that was the epicenter of all things NASA in this part of the world. Houston, obviously, parts yeah. of California, so yeah, we've traveled across the country with NASA, but it was back then, it was like no big deal, because you'd live on a street and say, what did your dad do? He's an engineer, engineer, engineer. It's like, 
you, yeah. everybody's boring here. <laughs> the, the garbage man was the cool guy in the street. Yeah. That's the phrase, uh, familiarity breeds contempt. Yeah, it's like, well, everybody's an engineer here. That's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also from coal mining country. Um, and so... Which part? But, uh, Southern Illinois. Okay. Uh, there weren't too many engineers in Southern Illinois, though. And that was just a mission to get out of there because both of my grandfathers, unfortunately, passed away from black lung, which mm-hmm. is a horrible mm-hmm. disease. Yeah, my great-grandfather had black lung. Too. And if you stayed in that part of the country, you either worked in the coal mines or you didn't work. Yeah. So they were determined at a very early age to take their family and move away. Well, Frank, we're going to head into a break, and then we're going to come back and talk about why the newspaper game. So, Why the newspaper game? Okay. Uh, but, but so sitting between the Tennessee and Mississippi rivers, this is our Jackson home. Jackson home. I'm here with Frank Hay. He is the general manager and director of sales for the Jackson Sun. And so you, this is your second time in Jackson. Yeah, the second time in Jackson. Why did you come back to Jackson? It was a unique opportunity and challenge that Gannett presented to me. Um, very much an issue of saying we've got this property that's local, is respected 80 plus years in the making. Mm-hmm. So very well known for being the hometown favorite. Bigger picture, Gannett, USA Today, really moving not just newspaper but more into the media business because Mm -hmm. yeah we have a great local following tends to skew a little older on the print product but as we know people are accessing information completely differently now yeah so Gannett as a whole sees this as okay let's go from here to here and do so so we cover all the bases and speak to all people so that was the challenge is Jackson was a perception of it's not very technically savvy Mm-hmm. A little bit behind the times, and there's no one digital in Jackson, which I disagreed with. And yeah. like, oh, I can take a good challenge. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that's why we're on me back. And the people here, are, they're, they're gracious. They're gen- I mean, they're just very friendly here. Mm-hmm. They drive a little slow to my taste, but other than that, they're <laughs> But the traffic, there's no traffic. Well, there's occasionally on the bypass, but that's nothing. I mean, yeah. Living in Los Angeles, it would take me 20 minutes to get out of my driveway. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I occasionally find myself in a larger city and just the five o'clock traffic. It's like Nashville is so catching up in the wrong direction to Atlanta. It's like, you don't want to become Atlanta. Believe me, uh, I live there. Don't become that. I I got stuck in traffic for 15 minutes or 20 minutes trying to go to a Preds game in Uh, Nashville, and I decided this is why I live in Jackson. Yeah. No traffic. Yeah. Um, So so you had been in direct mail, things of that. Always been in media. Media. So what was it about? Was it... Just this opportunity with, or have you been looking at the newspaper business? Actually, I, I, I had a, a stint with the newspaper business, Media General, out of Richmond, Virginia, um, early in my career, after my, let's see, first Yellow Page career, then they sent me to Tampa to work with the Tampa Tribune while I was in, in management there for several years, and that was when newspapers really trying to figure out what does it want to do, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of those newspapers did not survive. Yeah. You know, that's where Goodnet's been good about this. So moved primarily in the print and advertising world and the challenge most print media not just newspaper but I know the yellow page people the direct mail people everyone knew they need to have a digital presence and even some of the biggest companies I work for struggle with how do we get there mm-hmm. so the good news is Gannett has the resources the talents and the abilities to understand how do people access news and respond appropriately 
because I know too many times I worked with other companies that said, well, our core product is, looks like a Yellow Pages in Dallas, Texas, therefore our online product must look and work the same. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. People, people expect more in their digital experience. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what kind of brought me back into it. I don't want to think as much as the newspaper business now as, as much as the, the media business. I mean, Gannett's on target right now, depending on certain things happening, of becoming the second or third largest media company in the U.S. And that will be, print will be a part of it. But the bigger picture will be the digital side. Mm. What does the GM of the newspaper do? Everything. Um, on a rainy day like today, it's not uncommon. At 6.30, 7 o'clock, I'm getting the messages from some little old lady out whose paper is wet. I mean, <laughs> I get those calls. Not, not too often, but it's anything to get the job done. Primarily what I do is make sure that, number one, the, the print product is printed and delivered on time. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a sales staff of eight people a new staff of about 10, all in all around 63 people here at, at the Jackson Sun property. So it entails really making sure that that daily piece is out on time, delivered, is correct, is accurate. Mm -hmm. we, we do have that onus there, but bigger picture taking that product and say, how do we make it speak to other people and other mm -hmm. media? So I mean, that, that role has changed because it used to be in the day, and my predecessor was here for a long time, that role was considered to be publisher. Mm -hmm. Well, that speaks to print only. Mm -hmm. So that's why we've gone to the general manager, director of sales. That makes sense. And, and, it's, and, and Gannett too. It's, Gannett's a very profitable company. They are debt free and so the selling part needs to come in there too. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned Gannett. What, talk about the relationship between the Sun and Gannett. Most, most people see the, on, the, on the masthead, they see a Gannett company or whatever. And it probably doesn't register. Yeah, what it, and so, and help us, and then also with the USA Today thing. I, yeah, uh, it's funny when I got here, I don't think many people made the connection of Gannett. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of them couldn't even pronounce it correctly. Uh, so, okay, and that, the that and correct pronunciation is? Is Gannett. Gannett. Not Gannett, or what, I've had so many variations. Uh, but, listeners, you have now been informed <laughs> on how to pronounce it correctly. Yeah, don't mess it up now. Um, no, Gannett, and the Sun, for so many years, and I think it was intentionally here locally, it was, it was a very local-focused publication. And that, that was a good thing. It's, it's, we've got a very loyal audience. I mean, we miss one delivery, we hear about it immediately. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the good part. The audience is there. But once again, Gannett, you know, especially with the the digital world, we've got so many resources because of that Gannett and USA Today connection that most people, especially our advertisers here in Jackson, probably still don't know all the things we can do for them. That, that's been you know the message and the mission I was sent here to accomplish because, oh yeah, we, we, we read the newspaper, we get that at home, like, that's great. However, there's so much more that you know this big company with all mm -hmm. these resources. And I, I think my big aha moment, because I go there occasionally, but I was about three weeks ago, was at a training class in their corporate uh, facility in McLean, Virginia. And you go there and you feel like you're at the epicenter of commerce. It's a beautiful building, you know, just wow factor. And part of my goal with my sales team and my, my staff here in Jackson is help them understand what the big picture is here because you may want to work at the Sun for a little while, but if you want to go to Nashville, if you want to go to Memphis, you want to go to Louisville, you want to go to Virginia, I mean, we almost 200 properties across the U.S., mm -hmm. soon to be larger, we hope. Uh, so you can really write your ticket wherever you want to go, and that, yeah. that's a good thing. But I, I don't think right now the community is totally connected as far as who we are mm -hmm. and what that, you know, oh, yeah, we know USA Today. We get that in the hotel. 
Well, yeah, you do. But yeah. there's, there's other, and you'll see some branding. I mean, on our office, we got some branding, our business cards, even our masthead. Everything's changing to more evolved USA Today. Hmm. That's interesting. It's, it is a branding thing. Cause it's, it's totally branding because you will be hard-pressed to talk to someone that doesn't know what USA Today is. Mm-hmm. But if I go to Memphis and say I'm with the Jackson Sun, you may get what's that yeah. or Nashville I mean so yeah it's a, it's a whole branding mission that we're on right now mm-hmm. uh, well that's an interesting component and one of the things that I want to talk to you more about is where journalism because you guys just purchased a few newspapers mm-hmm. correct two here in Tennessee uh, Memphis and Knoxville and some Wisconsin properties and working on some additional properties that could put Gannett in a very, very large place. So when we come back from the segment, I want to talk to you about where journalism is headed. Okay. Um, from Almost from a non-journalist uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, do you write any articles these days? You know, I, I don't. I, I, they don't want me to write. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a writer by trade. I'm, I'm more on the sales side, mm-hmm. but, but I get it. But once again, just on that, that journalism side, as we move from just the old print product a digital component we know that people want that to be packaged very differently mm-hmm. you know most people now especially if you're getting information on your phone on your tablet you want a quick headline bullet point you know, don't, don't give me a four-page novel to yeah. read but now there are some with a more traditional product they want to sit down and read the in-depth article and that's mm-hmm. there so we're our challenge now is how do we package all that into bite-sized material that speaks to a specific audience mm. All right, well, we'll talk more about where that's headed after this break. So from our front porch to yours, this is our Jackson home. And we're back with uh, Frank Hay. He's the general manager and director of sales for the Jackson Sun. So Frank, as we were as we were alluding to at the end, you you you're non you're non journalist running this journalistic institution in Jackson, um, but you're part of uh, a trend, uh, not a trend, but a necessary move by these organizations to go digital and to um, to meet a kind of a different type of content almost, it same is. informative content, but in a different way. So where is journalism headed? You think journalism multiple directions the, the biggest and first is in the old days a story would come out usually in your morning paper mm-hmm. and by the afternoon the, the entire world could have changed and that paper was still etched in stone done over gone yeah now with our digital arena both locally all the way up to the USA Today network if something changes immediately I get the flash on my phone I know it on my tablet I mean even here locally a horrific incident back in, in, in January with the Noah Chamberlain mm-hmm. situation. We saw unprecedented amount of traffic to jacksonsun.com, and most of it was mobile. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the print's there. So that, that's where it's going. Is it's, it's becoming more as needed in real time. You know, you, you think you're like a, a, a CNN with the broadcast, how you just went 24-7, mm-hmm. that's really where Gannett and the media world are going right now is because we know that, yeah, people like to sit down. There are a few people that get to sit down every morning still with a cup of coffee and read yeah. front to back. I don't know any of those people, but that that is out there. So we are having to adapt to the way people consume news and media. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and part of that is the digital platform. Oh, it's, it's, it's critical because... 
actually it was at a Rotary meeting a couple of weeks ago, and they had the junior Rotarians and the senior Rotarians. They're like, who could read? Who read the newspaper this morning? Well, a certain group of you know, usually the upper upper age bracket there raised their hands. The junior Rotarians, they're looking at me like, what's a newspaper? Yeah. Where'd you guys get your news today? And everybody holds up their phone. Yeah. So that's that's the it's it's not not trying to bring the two together. It's being able to speak to all those audiences. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, you just recently came back into Jackson, mm -hmm. and I'm sure it's changed a lot since you were last here. But what are some things that you see going on in Jackson? Where do you see Jackson headed with kind of this fresh perspective that you're bringing to the table? It, it's interesting. A lot of things in Jackson have changed. A lot of them haven't. Uh, <laughs> no, that, that, but that's in a good way. There's a lot of tradition here, mm -hmm. and, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. As far as what's changed is this, this rapid building on the north side that none of that existed when mm -hmm. I was here. And I, according to talks with the mayor, that's going to continue to, to grow and grow and grow. Uh, I think what's going to make a success for Jackson, we don't want to be Nashville, don't want to be Memphis, but it's a very comfortable spot in between. Um, where right now, real estate is not crazy expensive like other markets. Mm -hmm. It's very accessible. If you need to get to the bigger market, you can be on a freeway and out, out of town in an hour, hour and a half. So um, I think Jackson's still going to have some growing pains too because I, I still sort of laugh at the north side and south side and what a long distance because I actually have sales reps that say, you want me to go all the way up there? <laughs> like, it's 20 minutes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that Jackson is being forced into growing up some. And I think most people are, are going with that, maybe a few kicking and screaming because they're – it, there's a lot, a lot of tradition still in Jackson. So mm -hmm. some, I mean, most people are embracing it moving forward. Some are a little reluctant about seeing all this growth in Jackson, but growth is good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Frank, what would you, if you were to tell people about something about the sun that they may not know or ways that they can support the sun, what would you encourage them to do? Engage in our product via print via your desktop, via your tablet, via your phone. Give us feedback on what you want to see there. I mean, we, we are your hometown provider of news, and the better part, we have a pretty good uh, arsenal of weapons through the USA Today Network to get what you need there. So tell us what it is, because the minute we stop giving the public what they want to see, we, we were no longer relevant. And mm -hmm. I'll use that in the fact of, you know, a lot of the media sites locally that you go there and say what's going on today, what's, it's the mug shots. People, people want to see some of the good going on in the community. That's what we try to strive. I mean, once again, look at, at the mobile site. After the Christmas parade last December, we saw spikes going. People like to see their pictures. They like yeah. to see some of the good stuff that goes on the news, not, not who got murdered last night or whose car got stolen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have an onus to report that too. We're not going to sugarcoat it. Mm -hmm. But we, we, we try very hard, and, and the news team here does an outstanding job of capturing local color, local flavor, and, and, and that's, that's as a direction it can that too. We want to make sure we never lose that. Yeah, it's got to be local because the minute it, it it goes away as local, it's just one more piece of paper that's not speaking to the community. Mm. Those are those are wise words. Well, if they were to send that feedback, how would they do that? What's you, the best way to do you that? You can call us. You can email us. You can stop in and see us, and we we, we are always there, always open, and mm -hmm. and we'll listen to what whatever your concerns are. And and are we always going to agree? No, probably not. But will we do something to address the issue? Yeah, we'll listen and see what it is, and see what what makes sense for us as a media company and Jackson as a consumer of our media. 
Frank, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. And thank you for choosing to make Jackson home and helping to make it a better place. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Today's podcast was hosted by Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It was recorded live at The Co. To find out more about The Co., visit their website at www.attheco.com. To find out more about our Jackson home and to read about how amazing Jackson is, visit rjacksonhome.com.